Move Forward Radio is brought to you by ChoosePT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at ChoosePT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Eric Reese. Since 2005, America has been enthralled by Dancing with the Stars. The popular TV show pairs professional dancers with celebrities who may have little or no ballroom dancing experience and whose ages and fitness levels vary widely. Shaping amateurs into viable contenders for the famed mirror ball trophy isn't easy. Backstage glimpses at the star's frustrations and injuries attest to that. But the knowledge and skills of those both in front of the cameras and behind the scenes go a long way toward preparing the celebrities for their close-ups, minimizing the risk for injury, and treating their aches and pains along the way. Val Chmerkovsky has been very much in front of the cameras since joining Dancing with the Stars in 2011 on the heels of a storied dancing career that includes many U.S. ballroom titles and two world championships. In this episode, he shares everything from the story of his dancing roots to the keys to proper preparation and the reasons he thinks everyone should dance. He also describes what he calls his superpower. Gina Minchella has worked mostly behind the scenes as the physical therapist to Dancing with the Stars since 2013. She talks with us about the challenges and keys to keeping every dancer as safe and limber as possible, while noting that highly individualized care is something every physical therapist is schooled and trained to provide. Gina also discusses using the show's high profile to generate awareness of what physical therapy really is. And she encourages everybody to optimize their movement with the help of a PT. What makes Dancing with the Stars so popular, and why do Val and Gina so value their involvement with the show? They talk about that, too. Here's our conversation. So let's start by introducing both of you to our listeners, although I hope you won't mind my noting, Gina, that, that Val's probably just a little bit better known than you are to, uh, to the people who listen to this, uh, are listening to this podcast, given the fact that he's been seen by millions of viewers every week on the TV. Yeah, but just a little bit. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit, perhaps. So, so Val, uh, I wanted to start with you. Uh, you, were, you were born in Ukraine, and your family moved to the United States in 1994. Uh, you earned 14 U.S. National um, Latin Ballroom Championships title champion titles and and you'd also won two world championships before you ever joined dancing with the stars so i wanted to start off just by asking you where did your love of dance come from and how far back does it go well first of all thank you for having me secondly gina is incredibly famous from where i'm around (laughs) wherever wherever i go everyone talks about gina all the time so yeah i grew up competing in ballroom dancing i think that's really important for the listeners to know is my relationship with dance has always been of of an athlete to his craft. And mm-hmm. and I don't, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of athletes uh, look at their sport as, as a creative source for their reflection as well. So it's not just athletics and creativity are, they, they can coincide. And so for me, you know, dancing was first a sport. That's how I fell in love. I fell in love with the idea that I could challenge my body. I could, I could, you know, grow and I could, you know, compete. I think competition was a big part of my relationship with dance until later on in my life where I actually appreciated the artistry. Uh, later on in my life when I started teaching and, um, you know, teaching adults, honestly, until Dancing with the Stars, you know, Dancing with the Stars changed my relationship with dance in the sense that I really appreciated the creativity that, that was behind it, not just the athleticism. As a matter of fact, a lot of times, you, ha- you have to compromise the athleticism 
on Dancing with the Stars because you're working with, you know, regular people, yes, celebrities, but ultimately a lot of times physically just, you know, regular, regular folk. You know, that's why Gina is such a pivotal part of our show is that dance is a combination of athleticism and creativity. How, how young were you when you started dancing, and did it have to do with, uh, with your brother Max, who, uh, of course, is, is also on the show and has been on the show and, and much predated you on the show, as a matter of fact? It had to yeah. do a lot with him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My brother and I are very close. It doesn't look like it, but he's six years older than me. You know? <laughs> does, does he say it doesn't look like it? Like it? <laughs> well, he says it doesn't look like it. I say it doesn't sound like it. Uh, but he definitely has been, I, I don't know if there's an older sibling that is better than he has been to me, you know, and I'm very grateful that him and I got to grow up together. And yes, he paved the way for me in a lot of ways. And I probably would not have danced if it wasn't for him. My parents mm-hmm. signed him up when he was five, when still in the, in the Jessa Ukraine. And they signed him up as part of an after-school activity that taught young boys etiquette and chivalry, young boys and girls. And uh, part of that curriculum was a little ballroom dancing. And the teacher who taught the ballroom class there said that he has a lot of potential and told my parents they should sign him up for dance. And they did. And, and pretty much the rest is history for him. When we moved to America, you know, they found dance classes for Max. You know, time is limited. Resources are limited. So obviously, you know, they're kind of like, look, He's going to dance. We don't have a babysitter for you, obviously. We both at work. You're going to go go to dance with him. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then, you know, I kind of already saw him do it. I excelled. He taught me everything. You know, the reason why I was able to really accelerate in the, in the beginning parts of my career was because I had a free teacher, a coach, mm-hmm. more than that, a brother. There was, you know, obvious unconditional love, but also a, a passion that, is very rare, you know, that he put into me. And so I, I was able to excel in the beginning, and that probably also fed the fire that I had to continue to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I am where I am, and, and an enormous part of that is, is, is due to my brother. Well, then, and that's that's pretty rare to, to between brothers to, to that extent. I mean, do, do, are, are you, do, do you feel like you're both conscious of how rare that is? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think we're both. Very, uh, you know, sometimes we, you know, everybody kind of life gets the best of them and, and, you know, that perspective gets lost, but we, we remind ourselves of that always. And obviously that's a reflection of the, the career choices that we, we've made. You know, he was a, he, he is a superstar in his own right for a long time before I entered the scene, you know, and so I had to work really hard to get on his level when it comes to Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, and the show. Mm-hmm. And and then when we arrived, you know, he didn't have to wait around. And, uh, and, and I mean, I, I say that loosely. No one was waiting around. But, you know, right now we have, we tour together. You know, we, we did two 50-city uh, American tours where we tour together. We have an incredible dance studio together that, you know, that we're partners in, in the form of Dance With Me, which 15 locations countrywide. You know, it's a business that promotes dance and health and not just physical health, but the, the mental and emotional value that dance brings into a person's life, how it can balance that out and help people, mm-hmm. you know, from that. And this is something we do together. And, you know, in personal, like, 
his pain is my pain, right? I mean, we're yeah. you know, I I am my brother's keeper, and so you know, it's a beautiful thing to be able to do what I love, but to also do it alongside someone that I love so dearly and respect. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's really really great. And I'm going to ask you more about uh, dance with me later on, but uh, but but first of all, Gina, I wanted to ask, uh, wanted to talk a little bit about you. You've you've been a licensed physical therapist since 2004 and became a board certified uh, orthopedic uh, specialist in 2010. You've taught as an adjunct professor. You've served as a, a certified clinical instructor to physical uh, therapist uh, student interns. You've worked with a wide variety of patients from from pediatric to geriatric. But presumably, you didn't graduate from PT school with the goal of becoming the PT to an array of professional dance dancers and celebrity non-dancers on a primetime TV show. So so how was it that you, you got your start kind of in yeah, that line Gina. of work? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that is true. I did not have any idea that I would be here uh, 15 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, to your point, I did. I did, treated a lot of wide variety of patients, um, all the way from little kids to I think my oldest was 100, 101, something like that. So I've seen almost everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right before I came on to Dancing with the Stars, I was working um, a lot with uh, some professional athletes um, with the Los Angeles Kings as their hockey team here and mm-hmm. some players in the KHL, which is the Russian Hockey League. Uh, and I had a colleague who I will give a shout-out to, and hopefully she'll listen to this podcast when it airs, um, Cynthia Reeder who is a great PT, and if anyone is in the Chicago area, then they should go see Cynthia because she's fabulous. But Mm -hmm. Cynthia was working with a production of uh, Skating with the Stars and Dancing with the Stars, and she came to me and asked me if I would help her out if ever she needed it for coverage and, you know, anything like that. And, of course, I agreed. And the time came where she needed my help, and I covered for her. And long story short, I basically took over for Cynthia in uh, 2013 is when I joined the show, and I think that was season... 16, I want to say. And at that time, it was just a few hours on a Monday, which is our show day. You know, I came in for, I think, a few hours Monday mornings, and then then they came to me and said, oh, can you stay a little longer? Oh, can you stay through the show? Can you stay after the show? Can you come down rehearsal days? Can you come during the week? Can you be on call during the week? So it has progressed from a few hours on Mondays all the way to, I, I won't say completely full-time, but it is a large majority of of the weeks when the season is going, and um, now it's season 28, so what is that? I've been with them for 12 seasons, and it kind of opened up this avenue to to this niche that I found in the performing arts, and it's parlayed itself into me working on um, a lot of other productions uh, locally here in Los Angeles and on the tours that are associated with Dancing with the Stars and Max and Val's tours. Hey. <laughs> and, uh, hey, listen, other... it's hard. It's hard. 50 cities every night to put your body through that. I mean, again, yeah. a lot of these accolades that we get to enjoy are are sustained because of Gina. Because oh. There's a lot of pain. It's, it's really hard to have fun on stage when you're in pain. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And they, you know? they, make it look, they make it look incredibly easy. And I know for a fact firsthand that it is not easy for them. And so I saw a need and I kind of created this little niche for at least myself. I don't really know a lot of other PTs that do what I do at the moment, but but yeah, like I said, I, I was working with professional athletes before and I really enjoy it. And these dancers are professional athletes and their athleticism is is incredible. The things that they can put their bodies through, the things that they endure putting their bodies through is is a lot, and it's 
mind-blowing at times because I know personally I could never do half of the things that they do. Well, let me ask you another question. Do you, do you dance? I danced a little bit when I was yeah. younger, yes, but nothing to the level of, of what I'm working with now, for sure. But I have I have some experience in a variety of different sports, and, and uh, dance was a little bit of it, for sure, but never to this level, no. Well, um, Val, I understand that Gina has, has worked with you on, on various things over the years, hamstring pulls, low back strain, shoulder tendonitis, just to name a few things. Uh, you alluded to this earlier, but can you talk a little bit about uh, the physical demands on you as an athlete and a professional dancer and the types of things you do to prepare and protect your, your body as best you can? There's a lot. There's, I mean, it's a full body workout every single time, and there's a lot of lifting as well because it's partner work. In terms of how it relates to the body, I can sense pain and sense discomfort. And, and like I said, at this point, I can kind of diagnose it because I have a great teacher. You know, doesn't just take care of someone. I mean, a lot of therapists, they don't just take care of someone. They uh, try to teach you along the way what you can do to prevent this injury. So in that sense, yes, I'm very well-versed. But again, it's I, I need someone like Gina to go to to tell me, hey, you know, you need to stretch this muscle to be able to release the pain and the tension in this one. But... You know, I try to stretch. I try to continue to stay active even when I'm not performing, when I'm not dancing. I'm playing basketball. I'm working out. I'm running. So, I mean, I just keep an active body. And in terms of recovery, I try my best to, to do the stretches and, and, and icing and the heating and, you know, the things that, like I said, that I've been taught now to do to be able to keep my body up to par, you know, excelling, continue to perform. Well, uh, Gina, Val alluded earlier to the fact, uh, and of course everybody who's ever watched the show knows this, I mean, there, there's a wide variety of, uh, of ability levels on, on the show. You have professional dancers, you have celebrities who may have danced some, you have celebrities who have never danced, you have celebrities from various walks of life and, and various reasons that they're famous, many of which have nothing to do with fitness. So talk a little bit about how you negotiate all that and how you look out for and provide physical therapy to such a, a vast kind of array of people and, and uh, guard against the issues that they all might uh, entail during the course of a season? Yeah, well, part of it is that, you know, in, in physical therapy school and, and even out in the workforce, once we're finally out working, we're trained to, to treat a variety of different types of bodies and backgrounds and abilities and everything else. So I would say that I kind of look to my education and my training to be able to assess where somebody is, where they're coming from, what they need. And, and kind of go from there. Uh, I think the challenge lies in the fact that the environment is not a typical clinic or hospital setting that people probably think of when they think of physical therapy. And therefore, I don't have an hour with my patient when they come in to see me to assess and treat and, you know, do all, all the things that I typically would have the luxury of doing in a clinic. Uh, sometimes at the most, I have 20 minutes. And so that's kind of where the challenge lies is to be able to assess the background and the you know the physical ability that someone's coming to me with and the problem that they're having and to be able to treat it efficiently and and effectively because beyond that we are trained to make a difference and i think that somewhere along the line in pt school one of my professors taught us you need to make a difference you need to make a change no matter what's going on you need to make a change in their symptoms and that has stuck with me for my whole career and making that change and improving someone's symptoms when they come to me when they only have 20 minutes or however long it might be, maybe it's 
you know, give or take, but mm-hmm. um, is really important not only to get them back out to rehearsal or to the show or to a live shoot of X, Y, or Z, but it also helps develop a rapport with me and allows them to trust me so that they know that they can come to me when they have an injury, when they have a problem, when they have a concern, and that I'm able to treat it because the show is is very busy and they're getting pulled in all these different directions as the celebrities or even as the professional dancers, and they need to be able to have someone that they trust that's going to make a difference that they can see that's associated with the show um, and, and that, that will definitely be able to help them compete and kind of go through that journey with them. To your point, despite the different backgrounds that people have, I draw a lot on my education and my training and my experience with all the different patients that I've seen to lend itself to being able to see all these different types of people and and all their different types of issues that they're coming to me with in a short time (laughs) and make as much of a difference as I can in each of those little allotments of time. Uh, Gina, is there some kind of baseline physical instruction that basically everybody uh, who's, who comes on the show gets is is there is there some uh, what I'm saying is that is there some kind of like standard uh, instruction that that everybody gets to make sure that everybody is sort of taking the same precautions and is sort of on the same page. You know, I'd love to say yes that it's this uniform instruction across the board, but it typically is not. And Val might be able to answer this because he might have a different experience. Yeah. With that. No, it's um, it's not. But not from it's myself. Not. It it comes individually from me when people, mm-hmm. come to, but it's not you know a, a global. I mean, it's you know, it's paraphrased now from us, right? Mm-hmm. And but but individually, you know, I mean, obviously, I understand now based on experience and my own, you know, not just my own experience, but also experience on the show and my other celebrity partners. I see what kind of you know physical strain and challenges they they go through and evolution as well. Their body's changing. Mm-hmm. rapidly and mm-hmm. so you know the fact that they take care of their bodies outside of just the five hours we we interact and film you know i i try to encourage um ice baths you know epsom salt baths uh, i try to you know like host warm-ups almost every rehearsal unfortunately a lot of times we're under so much stress and and like time crunch and deadlines yeah. that we don't even have time you know we got to teach them uh, a routine in a couple of hours. The last thing we want to allocate is another 20 minutes to uh, on, on like a stretch and a warm up. Sorry, Gina. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so but, disappointed. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they understand the importance of that. We understand the importance of that, and we try to communicate that to our celebrities as much as possible. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, just like our, you know, Gina said, our celebrities vary in body types and age and abilities and the kind of lifestyle that was was you know lived and so yeah it's not not all rules apply to all so to speak you know you have to kind of tailor make your approach to them then ultimately it's up to them to execute as well Mm -hmm. you know at some point Mm -hmm. these are adults you're not telling kids how to what they need to do you're you're suggesting things to adults to make them successful uh whether they take those suggestions or not is already up to them Sure. But I've, uh, I was going to say earlier, you know, Gina's job on the show. I've present, you know, I'm a very strenuous coach. I, and like I said, my relationship with dance, a lot of it was through an athletic approach. So I really challenged my partners, no matter what age they're in, to really push themselves physically. Unfortunately, that after 
two months, you know, later on in the season, uh, it's almost like on the dot, right? It's like semifinals around semifinals, finals. Mm-hmm. There's like a rib discomfort <laughs> because uh-huh. of, you know, uh, right? I, I She could tell you a better diagnosis of what that discomfort is. But then there, you know, foot fra- what, what are some of the partner, you know, I, uh, even this season, you know, I had Christy Brinkley who fell and, and broke her arm on like the most innocent of scenarios. Obviously, that was an irregular thing, but Gina sees a lot of things. And what the beautiful thing is for a long time in this industry, I think it's more about suppressing the pain rather than getting rid of the reason why the pain is there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's Hollywood, you know, it's showtime. Let's get it, you know. It's kind of like pro athletes, too. In the heat of the game, you got to just deliver, and then you put your health to the side to do so. And, uh, you know, it's good that we have someone on set that's going to tell, you know, be the voice of reason and, and kind of overlook the situation and say, hey, this is not worth it, or these are the consequences you're looking at. It's interesting you should say that. I was just thinking while you were saying that, uh, uh, Gina, you know, you're a physical therapist, and um, I imagine there must be times when you realize that the show must go on and all that, but you're thinking like, oh, you know, <laughs> from my wearing my physical therapy hat, I, w- I, I would I would like things to be uh, maybe run a little bit differently or, or, or what have you. Uh, do, do you have those moments from time to time? I mean, yeah, from time to time for sure. I think there's only been a couple times, I think maybe even just one time in my run with the show that somebody's definitely had to withdraw because of my suggestion. There's obviously, you know, Val just mentioned Christy Brinkley broke her right. arm. She obviously withdrew right. on her own volition, not, uh, not because of me. There's definitely things that are deal breakers that I, if I was approached about them, I would have said, no, you can't do that. But for the most part, I would say I do my best to keep people in it as much as I can. And if I can't or I don't think it's the best idea, I will give my opinion and then it's up to their discretion to make that choice. It's very rare that when somebody comes that far, even if it's just a couple weeks, it's very rare that any of the celebrity contestants say, okay, I don't want to do this anymore because that's how much they are on their own or if that's how infectious the show is to them where Mm -hmm. they think like oh I've got it you know I want to be part of this and I want to do this I can't say that we've had many people that have withdrawn because they've decided um, it's just not worth it so then it's my job to make sure that it stays worth it (laughs) (laughs) and that that they can do it as best as they can and as safely as they can without injuring themselves anymore and I think we've done a a pretty decent job of that. Definitely, I'm sure that there are things that people deal with after the show is over, and you know they kind of limp home and say, "Okay, thank God that's over. Now I can, you know, tend to my wounds," kind of thing. But um, for the most part, people have people have stayed all in one piece. <laughs> well, I mean, again, this the show's a, a pretty big deal, and uh, once uh, once uh, somebody has said, you know, I'm going to be on Dancing with the Stars, I think the last thing they probably want to do is only be there for a week or two, and have right. people say, hey, right. weren't, weren't you going to be on Dancing with the Stars? And I missed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A quick break to encourage you to move. Physical activity is associated with a reduced risk of chronic disease, not to mention improved bone health, cognitive function, weight control, and overall quality of life. Simply put, more movement is the gateway to better health. Need some help to get going? Physical therapists are movement experts who use exercise, hands-on care, and patient education to help you meet your goals. 
you can contact a PT directly for an evaluation. Learn more and find a physical therapist near you at ChoosePT.com. So, um, Val, I had said earlier that I wanted to ask you about your, your dance company. Uh, you're a partner in, yeah. uh, in, in Dance With Me with your brother Max and, and with other champion and celebrity dancers. And you, you, your, your motto, I think it says on your website something about uh, teaching dance to everyone from beginning, beginners to overachievers. And there's, there's also a statement on the website that says, it's not just about learning to dance, it's about feeling healthier and happier while expressing yourself and being part of an incredible community. So, um, uh, Val, can you talk to me a little bit about sort of what the philosophy and goals behind uh, Dance With Me are? I mean, the philosophy is is simple in terms of our whole goal is to make people feel better and make people feel happier. Dance just happens to be the vehicle that allows us to do that. We teach most of our services private, so we offer private dance service, uh, dance lessons to people that you know, have got caught up, whether they they got caught up in their life or their careers. And this is another way for them to engage physically and also have fun doing it. You know, not everybody wants to go to the gym and, and run or work out. This is an incredible workout while having a blast and loving movement and, and dance and music. You know, obviously I've seen the, the transformation that it offers to people on our show. And, uh, you know, the one thing that we get all the time is like, when are you going to have Dancing with the Stars with regular people? Well, Dance With Me is a place where regular people can come in and have a Dancing with the Stars-like moment. Uh, Mm -hmm. And when I Mm -hmm. say that, you know, you get in the dance education, you're getting that personal, you know, I tell all my my partners on the show, like, you have my undivided, just undivided attention and effort. Like, this will be the best two months of your life. You know, whether that becomes the truth or not is the benchmark that I'm trying to push for. Uh, and, again, in the process, it's, yes, the dance education, of course, but it's the human interaction. You know, we, we're so connected to our phones, but so disconnected physically. Uh, the emotional that it can have to to just dance even even for two hours a week or one hour a week, once a week, go to a lesson. It, it fuels you to have an amazing rest of your week. Uh, and it's just an incredible, again, addition to the recipe of happiness for a lot of people. I have to, I have to ask you while we're on the phone. I'm, I'm hearing a dog in the background. Do you dance with your dog ever? <laughs> I do dance with my dog. I'm actually with my dog right now. Uh, <laughs> my little, my little Ziggy. Ziggy is his name. Ziggy. Yeah, he was on tour with us as well. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Gina, I, I wanted to ask you about that. You know, you you've gone with Max and uh, and uh, Val on tour, and uh, you, from what you said, you've you've done other uh, uh, touring types of events. What challenges does being in different venues and and different circumstances pre- present to you as a physical therapist working with uh, working with people when they're on tour? Uh, well, you know, tour is just a whole other uh, world. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a whole other lifestyle, and I mean, even just. Your day-to-day is weird, um, for lack of a better word. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's, gro- it's, not- it's Groundhog Day. It's yes, a Groundhog it's the Day same kinda- thing in a different city, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's very- Doing what you love. It is, and the, in that sense, it's... It's all I can. It, it's all I do. It's my what I, what I do is all I do while I'm on right. tour. If that makes sense, just like Val, it's all all he does for that you know two months, three months, whatever it is, is what he does and what he loves. 
And so it's a very um, concentrated uh, physical therapy experience, I guess, because that's all we're doing for the most part. And it's challenging in the venues just for logistics reasons, Mm -hmm. for space, for time, for supplies. I travel with all the supplies that I can possibly travel with. And then over the years, those have exploded. I used to just have like one little suitcase, and now I have this huge road case that goes on tour. And uh, sometimes it's down to the nitty-gritty, and I have to get really creative about treatments or what I'm using for treatments or anything that happens during the show. I'm the the first line of defense if anything happens during the the performances on stage. So sometimes I have to get really creative, and it it makes it very interesting. But we also do a nightly warm-up on tour, which we do about 30 to 45 minutes before the show every single night. Um, I'm, <laughs> I force all of them to go and participate in it, and I think it's done a lot for preventing injuries. It's the best. It's the best yeah. because it also puts the cast on one page. I mean, mm-hmm. it's again, it's, it's a team. It's the same team philosophy that that is so apparent in sports that you see in sports. It's the same thing. Any cast, you know, the more together we are, the more physically ready we are. And a lot of times we don't want to do that, but it sets us up for showtime to mm-hmm. come out with an energy rather mm-hmm. than build energy throughout the show. Uh, we're already prepared and we're mm-hmm. ready to go. And it's honestly the best shape I get into is not just because of the show, uh, but but because uh, but because every day I'm with Gina working out, stretching and prepping. So it's a combination of performing every night, but also the working out and the you know the stretching that we do with her. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of a forced ideal situation because they can't, you know, they're kind of a captive captive audience. <laughs> captive audience. Yeah, yeah. And every single day, especially during like a winter tour, it's probably snowing outside, and you've never been to the city before. What are you going to do? Well, you're stuck with me. <laughs> so that's kind of what we were talking about. How it's so focused, and all you're doing is dancing, and all I'm doing is physical therapy. So. I wanted to go back to one thing you had said earlier, uh, Jeannie. You were talking about uh, needing to get creative. Could, can you give me an example, like so ways that, in which you might need to improvise sort of along the way? Yeah, I mean, for example, um, with the show, with a television show, uh, a lot of the times I have to do taping of different body parts, and sometimes that doesn't always work because they don't want it to show on camera, and their costumes, particularly the girls' costumes, um, although sometimes the men's, it doesn't lend itself to a nice, perfect taping Right. that I would normally do. So I have to get creative and figure out a different way to have the same effect with less tape or tape in a different spot or some other type of you know medium to use. Same thing for tour, uh, although there's a little bit more leeway with using that kind of stuff um, on the tour. But also just this on tour, the supplies I have are not... Um, as plentiful because they have to be mobile, you know, they have to right. be something I can carry to and from each venue. So sometimes I have to get interesting with, you know, any kind of modality that I'm using. Modality meaning like an ice or a heat or a laser technique or um, electric simulation. There's all different kinds of things that we use in physical therapy and, and sometimes they're not always transportable on the road. Right. Um, so that's what I mean about being creative. Sometimes you have to figure out a different way to have the same effect with something that you would normally use. You, you, you talked earlier about um, about taping and you know, the fact that you can't necessarily tape those body areas because they might show on camera or what have you. What do you do in a circumstance like that? I mean, how do you get around that? 
sometimes you, sometimes I just have to, yeah, sometimes, so sometimes we just, you do, just do it. it. And I say, body makeup, can you come over here? <laughs> right. Um, sometimes, though, I do have to um, try to address a different area. So it depends on the kind of tape that I use also. Sometimes, uh-huh. you know, a lot of people think tape is just to wrap something tightly and restrict it. But sometimes I use a different kind of tape that allows for movement and it actually helps certain muscles move. So sometimes I will tape a muscle that'll move differently and help the injured muscle, but it isn't visible, if that makes sense. So right. I can tape something on the opposite side of the body that I know is going to help the injured area, but it won't be shown. Different things like that. Sometimes I just trim it down so that the tape you know, isn't showing simply like just the line of the costume, or sometimes I tape it in a different way where I know it's going to help a certain part of the injury feel better, and we just have to work with God. And to be honest, sometimes it looks badass on TV. You know, I like <laughs> sometimes to it looks really hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I got tape on my traps because I'll be using them. No, I get that. Uh, Val, I want to ask you about something else. Uh, you know, we've, we've been talking about the, the show in particular um, and, and also your other dance activities, but you're also known for your work with, with children with special needs and, and also for your philanthropic work. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about those two things, um, about yep. uh, the work that you do with children with special needs and also your philanthropy. Can you, can you talk about that? Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Just, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I have. And when I dreamed about, you know, becoming – Famous. Let's let's talk about fame, right? I mean, for me, fame, unless you uh, a are making a living off of it, or b are uh, using the platform to to make a beautiful, you know, better change in the world, make the world a better place, uh, then it's a nuisance. It's an incredible discomfort to your life, uh, you know. So for me, now that I have this fame that I never really expected, to be honest, ball and dancing was never going to be my gateway to Hollywood, like. No one in a million years uh, competing in ballroom dancing thought that there was going to be a reality show uh, that's going to put ballroom dancing in millions of living rooms around the world. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. now, that the eye, now that the eyes are on me, and I never expected it, whenever I dreamed about this moment, if it would ever happen, how it would happen, who knows, all I could think about was, you know, besides buying my mom a house, <laughs> was to be involved with my community. And to be a voice of change and then a voice of positivity and a voice of, like, someone trying to, if it's, if it's to raise money, the fact that I have the ability to reach thousands of people uh, to raise funds for a great cause is like a superpower, you know, a superpower <laughs> that I'm so grateful that I have. That's, like, that's the perk that makes me grateful every day, not mm-hmm. the fact that I get to take off my shirt on the, you know, while doing the salsa. Like that's not necessarily the perk I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for. I'm proud of the fact that I get to partner up with charities like Pencils of Promise, you know, and help raise funds to build, I built two schools in Ghana. Uh, I built, I helped build a school in Guatemala, you know, self-sustaining schools that don't just build a building, but no, they get in the community. They create their infrastructure, not just in the physical uh, which goes a long way, but also in, in actual hiring of teachers, vetting the teachers, creating a local presence, you know, and giving kids in remote places that would never have access to education and therefore never have a chance to compete, not even remote, to get compete, survive. Because mm-hmm. in today's world, without education, you're not going to be able to accomplish anything. I'm a dancer, yes, 
but I had education mm-hmm. still. You know, no one knew that I was going to be a dancer. I still got a chance to be educated, and that made me a better dancer, to be completely honest. So, anyway, education is huge for me, especially with, with kids, at least giving people a chance. Mm-hmm. Because it's a boring world if it's the same people given the same chance, right? I mean, right. so that's, that's a huge thing for me. And then in terms of, again, back to chance, but beyond education, you know, there are a lot of kids that unfortunately are dealing with disabilities or unfortunate circumstances in terms of health. You know, I'm so grateful. I couldn't have anything if I didn't have health, you know. So mm-hmm. if I have a chance to, you know, help put a smile on, on, on someone going through a hard time, uh, that's another superpower. I mean, my God, what a, what a privilege, right, that I have the power. I, the first time I went to cho- uh, L.A. Children's Hospital, I was like, man, I was nervous because what if I came in and they'd be like, who is this guy? I expected someone cooler. Like, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> you know, so the fact that I have kids and families, like, be excited to see me. Yeah. Man, and all I got to do is allocate time. That's, I mean... What a privilege, you know, it's an honor, but it's also a responsibility. So, you know, it's a responsibility that I think is a, is a, is a very beautiful thing, you know. There's, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm mm-hmm. not affiliated with, you know, any particular charity, except for the charities that, like I said, I mentioned I've worked with. I try to, you know, kind of, I wish I had the time and the resources to literally change, you know, as far as I could see, I want to change those lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the show has allowed me to see further than I ever imagined. You know? uh, Gina, uh, one of the things that Val was just t- talking about was like using using his celebrity uh, essentially as a as a platform. I'm just wondering if uh, through your your various activities that you feel like you have maybe a little bit of a different platform than you might have otherwise to kind of inform people about physical therapy and what physical therapists do. Oh, definitely. I mean. I don't have celebrity per se, but I definitely have <laughs> probably more. Uh, you have this podcast. I have this podcast. That is for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's interesting that you should point that out because it is very important to me, and it actually has been something that has just very recently become more of a project for me. Is really shedding some light on physical therapists and what we do because I think. It's very rare, unless you are a physical therapist or have had physical therapy at some point in your life, that you know what physical therapy is. And even then, sometimes, I don't know that people understand it. Um, There is such a wide range of what PTs do and so many different niches and, and so many different avenues that, as a professional, that you can specialize in. Um, and at the very least, my involvement with Dancing with the Stars at the very least sparks interest. If if I'm talking to somebody and they ask what I do and I tell them and they go, oh, that's so interesting, and, you know, then I can kind of just one-on-one educate, you know, this is what I do and this is what I do for them and this is what physical therapists do. Right. Um, so at the, at the very least it does that. And um, also just involving myself with the show um, has given me, some camera time very rarely like I mm-hmm. said I don't love that necessarily but it has given me you know some time on camera that I can showcase or sometimes this, the people that I treat will put me on their social media or take a picture and say I'm getting physical therapy with Gina and you know etc and, and it uh, lends itself to just opening that door um, and right now I'm really trying to create more of 
that exposure, um, but it's a little bit difficult because as PTs we're limited, or as any medical professional, we're limited by privacy laws and, and other different legality issues of, of showing patients or offering, you know, advice that people may take and misuse and then you've got a problem on your hands. So there's a little bit of a limitation there, but um, I definitely am working on that because I think it's important not only for me as a professional because I take pride in what I do and I want people to truly understand what I do, but on a grander scale, I think that the public needs to know what we do because they need to know, oh, I could get physical therapy. I I could use physical therapy for this. They can benefit from what Mm -hmm. we do and benefit from understanding what it is exactly that our job is. So that's my new mission of of trying to shed some light on our profession. Something to do in your spare time since you have so much of it. Exactly, exactly. But, I mean, thank God for this podcast and and for the work that you guys do on ChoosePT.com because it's just that. It's an avenue to educate people about what it is exactly that we do. It's a little bit of, you know, an insult when people say, oh, you're a physical therapist. I need a massage. Right. We we don't massage. And and I've gone from resenting that a little bit to realizing, well, you know what? It's my responsibility to educate and make it known that this is exactly what we do and it's it's not just being a glorified uh, massage therapist and and I'm not you know disrespect to massage therapists they do an sure. amazing job but but they're different I, roles but they're different roles and uh, to be honest with you I doubt anybody would want a massage from me because I think it's terrible <laughs> so I don't know if I can tell good, you that but Gina. Gina, it's pretty good <laughs> she's pretty good <laughs> for an amateur it doesn't last long it doesn't last long but it's a pretty good one yeah. yeah. So uh, my 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 last question I wanted to ask this to both of you. I mean, uh as we're, as we're recording this, as we're doing this podcast, um uh, when, once people hear this podcast, season 28 of Dancing with the Stars will be over, but as we're recording it, we're coming up on the last episode. So I'm 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 not going to ask you to speculate on what will happen or anything on that episode, but what I did want to ask is both of you, why do you think the show is is so popular? Why, why do you think it's as popular as it is, and and why do people keep uh, tuning in? What 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 makes it special to both of you, and, and what what do you feel about your your participation in it? Why is your participation in it special to you? I'll, I'll go first because I'll let Val kind of make the closing remarks on that. But for me, um, I'm just I'm just thrilled to be part of something that's involved in entertainment that's positive. Um, I've never come across anybody that's said, oh, Dancing with the Stars, I hate that show. It's never met with anything like that. It's always, oh, I love that show. And if they haven't watched it, they say, oh, you know, my parents love that show. My daughter loves that show. Whatever. Um, it's, it's one of the very few things that we can see in the media these days mm-hmm. that's positive, that's uplifting, heartwarming, you know, you name any positive emotion, and I think it it exudes that, um, and it's it lets people see a a vulnerable side of a celebrity that they might not have otherwise known is going through, you know, a variety of problems or a journey, and uh, it's it really pulls up the human spirit, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, not only just because of exactly what they're doing, starting at one level and taking this journey and hopefully having a victory at the end, but they've all got a backstory. They all have something that's going on in their life at that same time or has led them to that point. And people get to share in it and people get to take a positive message from it. And 
I don't think you could say that about too many other shows um, that can have millions of different diverse Americans mm-hmm. across the country with mm-hmm. all these different beliefs and all these different backgrounds sit down on a Monday night for a couple hours and really feel good about anything. For like well, and it's sort of inherently hopeful, too, isn't it? It's like a, yeah. you, too, can be a ballroom dancer. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and... Um, yep. I'm living proof of that. Val has had several moves. So. <laughs> um, but that's how that's how I feel about the show, and that's why I really enjoy being a part of it. And any little bit that I do that helps do that, I take a lot of pride in. Yeah, I mean, as a dancer, as a performer, as a human, you know, I I've been blessed in my life to kind of always make a living doing what I love, but. It hasn't always been on the show, and you know it doesn't necessarily mean that the rest of my life will be on the show. But I am so proud to be on the show, and you know as long as they keep asking me to come back, I will be a part of the show, regardless of what I have going on and elsewhere. Uh, because it's again, it's a very rare thing to be part of a project as a performer that is so joyous and so kind everyone involved. I mean, again, it's competition and obviously sometimes things are going to happen where feelings are hurt, but everyone is part of something that is ultimately respectful, gracious, courteous, beautiful. You know, dance in general, I'm a, I'm a big, you know, preacher of the power of dance. Uh, a ballroom dance in particular, you know, bringing two people together support one another and build camaraderie together and, and it showcases their journey together uh, and, and and doing so in this beautiful, creative environment, I think is really, really special. And um, I think that's why people continue to gravitate to our show for so long. Now it's become tradition. It's a family tradition to, to come together Monday night and, and watch it as a family. And create kind of a national camaraderie in a sense, as, as Gina was alluding to. Yeah, yeah, in some some ways too. Yeah, so it, it creates a, a place for people to come together that, honestly, otherwise would have never been in the same room. Uh, you would have, and the world would have missed out on an opportunity to celebrate them in a different light, uh, in a light that potentially created a completely different narrative for them. You know, so uh, it's again, it's, I'm, I'm really proud to be part of Dancing with the Stars. I'm proud that I'm a dancer. And, and I'm proud that I get to, you know, to teach and, and help and promote dance through Dancing with the Stars. Well, Val, Gina, uh, thank you so much for your time, and, and thanks for joining us on Move Forward Radio. We've we've really appreciated uh, your sharing your experiences with us. Thank you. Thank so you much for having us. It's my pleasure. It was great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guests is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or find previous episodes at ChoosePT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at ChoosePT.com.